Hey, this is Michael Scobie. We're so honored that you're tuned into our podcast today. Whether you're part of our Vibrant Church family in person or online, I want to encourage you to connect with us on social media. Just search Vibrant HTX on all social media markets. You can also go to VibrantHTX.com to hear about things going on, connect with a life group, or even get to know some of our pastoral team. We pray this message inspires you, challenges you, and helps you make your next step in following Jesus. Let's jump into the message. Vibrant family, are you glad to be in the house of the Lord on July 4th? Come on. This is awesome. We don't have very many seats left. Man, give it up for our usher team that have been great in helping everybody find their seats. I know it's very, very difficult for a church our size to uh, go back to one service, and so our teams have done an amazing job uh, making that work for today, so I honor you for doing that. My name is Michael. My wife, Carmen, and I, we have the tremendous honor and privilege of serving this church as lead pastors, and we're so thankful that you chose to be at church today. You could have been anywhere else, but you chose to be in the house of God, and I want to give it up for you. Now, let's, let's just, all of our first-time guests, let's give it up like a vibrant welcome. Welcome to the family. I love it. So many of you are in town from out of town, and you're, you're at church today, and maybe at church for the first time in a long time. And so I want to honor you. Thank you so much for being at Vibrant today. Um, as always, I want to take just a moment and look directly into the camera, and I want to welcome our online family in. No matter who you're watching with or where you're watching from, thank you so much uh, for making Vibrant part of your Sunday. Uh, I, I, we actually got a Connect card this morning from our Pennsylvania crew. Uh, love it, Mechanicsburg, uh, Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for making Vibrant part of your, your July 4th Sunday morning. Let's welcome our online family in. Come on, let's do it. Megan was doing an amazing job a minute ago, just a leading service and, and kind of telling you guys just a little bit about what's going on with the building. But before we dive into the message, I want to give you like a little family update on the building. Can I give you one? Can I give you one? Y'all want a little update? Um, that's great. So here's what's happening is if you're new and you don't know what's happening, obviously look around. We need a little bit more room, okay? So uh, we need just a little bit more room. And so what we're doing is we're expanding into the space next to us. Currently, if we have 150 people in the building, it seems very full, okay? Uh, but this would allow us to have 550 people in the building at one time, uh, full capacity. It's amazing. So uh, we're in the middle of, right now, uh, the architects are drawing for our project. We have plans. And this week is something super special. This Wednesday is our final page turn on our plans. So what that means is after Wednesday, we will have finalized plans that we go to contractors and we get bids and it's time to move forward. As soon as we get our bids, it's time to like start knocking down walls and let's go. Okay. All right. So it's super exciting. Come on. Is ready? Now, I'm going to give you some bad news and I'm going to give you some really good news, okay? The bad news is, is once we start knocking down walls and stuff, this building will kind of be a, be a portable church for a little while, okay? They'll be, everything's going to change just for a little bit. And uh, while we get this building built, here's what I guarantee you is that every Sunday you show up, your kids will have a safe place to have class, will have a safe place to, have, uh, to connect with them, their friends, their teachers, um, and that you will have a safe place. So in the middle of a construction zone, our team is 
going over and above every week to make this a, an excellent portable church environment, okay? And so uh, what that means is you may show up one week and it's set up one way and it's, you come the next week and it's set up a little different. Don't freak out. Everything's okay. Those of you that don't like change, you're just going to have to roll with me a little bit, okay? This On this season, okay? And so just kind of hang on with us. I guarantee you that every Sunday you show up, there will be a safe place for your kids. That's the thing I want you to know, okay? Because my kids are in there too, okay? So we want a safe place for our kids. We'll be cleaning this building every week. There won't be construction dust and all the things. We're gonna clean it. We're bringing in clean. We're just gonna, it's gonna be amazing, okay? So uh, that's the bad news. But the good news is, is we got some new carpet. Y'all wanna see some new carpet? So we found out that the carpet in the lobby, we're not gonna be able to use any of it. Yeah, that was my first thought too. Uh, and so uh, because of the die sets and all the things that I won't go into because it's really boring to me. Uh, but uh, we ended up started looking at different carpet things and carpet options and flooring options. And they brought this in. As soon as they brought it in, me and Carmen looked at each other like, I don't know what that is, but that's it. That, that, that's the one right here. Look at this. This is brand new carpet tile that's going to be going in our, all around our building. Look. It's got a little orange. It's like custom vibrant carpet. You didn't know you came to a church with custom carpet, but come on, somebody. You came to the right church today. Come on. Come on. So that being said, uh, we're going to be we're gonna be really laying this out as far as the cost on our carpet and flooring and things like that. That way you can get involved with it. It's going to be super exciting, and, and that way, you know, when we spill coffee and things, we can just peel up a, you know, carpet square and get after it. So, um, I mean, not that anybody here, you know, you know, spills coffee. I was going to say that's in second service, but <laughs> we're all together. <laughs> oh, that's great. Today, uh, we're, in a, we're finalizing this series called Kingdom Code. Kingdom Code. We've been in this series, and, and those of you that are guests, I encourage you, go back and listen to this series. This is a value series. This is really about who we are as a church, uh, where, we, where we stand, where I stand as a pastor. If you want to know what kind of pastor I am, uh, go back, and, and this is really the heartbeat of, of who we are as a church. And so I want you to go back and listen to this, this um, sermon series. But today we're going to kind of close this out. Let me give you, kind of give you a synopsis of it. Is that uh, it's 4th of July, and it's, uh, you know, as you know, some people say, Happy Murica Day, right? Uh, and so uh, it's an amazing day and a day that we all celebrate, uh, you know, the great things that our, this country gives us, and we're very thankful for that. But that being said, Although I live in the great country of the United States of America, I am a citizen of another kingdom. I'm a citizen of a kingdom that's not of this world. I'm a citizen of a kingdom that doesn't have a president, it has a king, right? So my heart can't be concerned with who is in the White House when I know who owns this house. Right, And so this kingdom has different values, different beliefs, different behaviors. It has a different culture. It has a different code. And if you apply this code to your life, it unlocks blessing and favor on your life. Right, It's the code that we live by. And, and, and really, the way I kind of explain it to you is that I want my life to be a magnet for the blessing of God. Like, I want my life to be a magnet for it. That anywhere I walk around, that God's blessings naturally attract to me. Does anybody want that? You want the favor of God in your life? Like, I, I want that in my life. For that to happen, you have a part to play. I know that you're thinking, man, it, it, well, I'll just show up and it happens. Well, no, it, it, that begins, it begins here. But 
you've got to understand for this to be, you be a magnet for the blessing of God. You've got to understand, number one, Jesus is king. Jesus is king. It is his kingdom, so I submit to his kingship. Amen? I submit to his kingship. Last week, we talked about ruling our spirit. Talked about how it's your spirit, it's your responsibility. And so having a teachable spirit, an unoffendable spirit, and a submitted spirit, ultimately to, um, uh, to the authorities that are over us, whether it's work or school or government or church or wherever it's at. And so uh, today I'm actually going to pick up where I left off last week, and I, I'm going to you know, pull a to-be-continued type situation um, into this message today. If I could preach one thing to you that would change your life, in fact, this entire series, I personally saved the best for last. Okay, I saved the best for last. Y'all ready? Okay, I saved the best message. I knew when we were going to do the series, this was going to be the message that we were going to close with. And, and so if there was anything that could really change your life, it is this message right here. This would be it. And it's totally anti anything this world has to offer. Okay, it is anti, it is, you want to talk about counterculture? This message is counterculture. This unlocks blessing in your life. As, as I've been doing in this series, I have a, 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 a title of my message, but then I've got like a subtitle that I, you know, it's the edgy title. If y'all don't like edgy titles, y'all just skip that one, okay? And, and so the first title is, is this, live a life of honor, live a life of of honor. And my secondary title, the edgy title, if you will, is the separation of church and hate. The separation of church and hate. Today I want to open up, I want to talk about the lost principle of honor in our culture today. The lost principle of honor. We live in a culture full of selfishness and dishonor. Where did the honor go? Where did honor go in our culture? In fact, more than anything nowadays, our culture honors dishonor, right? It's about how much shade you can throw. It's, about, it's really about how much dishonor you can possibly bring. Uh, every week there's a new mem memoir out to throw shade at somebody else, and that's what we celebrate, right? When this becomes what we celebrate as a culture, it's dangerous. It is dangerous. We're literally honoring dishonor. And I just got to tell you, things were different when I was a kid, right? Things were a lot different when I was a kid. I'm going to sound like that really old guy. I'm really not that old, but I'm going to sound like that old guy for about two minutes. Y'all just bear with me, okay? Like when I was a child, my dad primarily raised me. If I rolled my eyes at my daddy, your boy would be blind up here. I'd be like, like eye patches. Like, oh, oh, Lord, I didn't mean to do that. But I mean, eye patches, your boy would be blind. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I said what, I'd be holding my teeth. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like you say, yes, sir. Like, what do you, like, I, there's just a little different, you know, I, honor was different, right? I didn't speak to adults dishonorably. Even when I disagreed. Even when they were wrong, right? I didn't speak dishonorably. Everybody was yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Like, it was honor. It wasn't that they did anything to deserve it. It was the honor that I was taught to give them, right? And I know nowadays it's like, well, don't say yes, ma'am. That makes me feel old. I'm still going to say yes, ma'am. I don't care if you're like 14 or not 14. I'm still going to say yes, ma'am. That's just the way I was taught. Like, I go through Chick-fil-A, and every time I say thank you, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. Like, every time, that's just the way I work. I feel like 
In 2021, we have lost a culture of honor and it has affected the blessings of God in our life. It's affected the doors that we have allowed to be opened. We talked about this, that this code, really there are things in your life that God wants to open up for you, but they're behind a code. You gotta get some codes right for God, to, for this door to be unlocked and you step into it. Now, today, nowadays, it's about who's loudest, right? It's them keyboard cowboys out there saying, well, what you, what you say is not important. I'm gonna say it 47 times. I'm gonna comment 47 times so you can't ignore me and I'm gonna be the most important, right? It's about who is loudest. And you find that, you find that really wherever you're at. If you're in sports talk radio, okay? I'm a sports talk radio junkie, okay? It's not about who's right. It's about who's loudest, right? If somebody's making a good point, just speak over them. Just talk over them and you'll be seen as right, right? It's not about honoring people. And what happens is, this culture says, well, you have no value. It's only my opinion that has value because I said it louder. Church, let me just tell you, cancel culture is not kingdom culture, okay? Cancel culture is not kingdom culture. Jesus does not cancel us, but he loves us back into the kingdom. But the truth is, is that cancel culture is famous for broad brushing everybody in said group and aligns itself with the accuser, the enemy, not our savior, right? Jesus is calling you and I to a life of honor. And really that's why I wanted to preach this on 4th of July is because I believe in honoring our, cult, our, our, our country. I believe in honoring our leaders. I agree with honor. If you catch honor, it will unlock some things that you've been praying for. It will, it will unlock. I don't care. This message applies to you. I, I may let my six-year-old listen to this after this. Like, it applies no matter if you're six or 60, okay? Honor applies. Well, what is honor? I know that honor is a great word and we love it, but what is it? It means to, to add value to, to give worth to something, to add weight to. Literally, honor in biblical terms was a measurement of weight, okay? It was a measurement of of weight. Now, dishonor is completely the opposite. It means that you treat something that is important as common. You treat something that is very important and is special as common. Church, let me, I, it has been quite a couple years since we launched, and, and two years ago yesterday, we signed the lease for this building to launch this church two years ago yesterday. Man, it's been a crazy two years. We had launch and, and a pandemic and hurricanes. We literally had a hurricane the week after we launched and, and uh, all the things that we've, you know, we've been through as a church. Uh, and, and to think coming through COVID and coming out the other side. And, and I just got to tell you, as I was thinking about it, COVID, if it did anything, it was a great revealer in the church. It was a great revealer. It revealed casual Christianity. It revealed dishonored Christianity. It revealed the casuality of Christianity, and it caused even more people to be casual about it. See, casual Christianity takes the honor out of God's house, and it becomes another check on the feel-good box. It becomes something that you put on your iCal or your reminders list, and you go through it, and you do it, and I check it off. Casual Christianity makes being part of the church or the body of Christ optional. Well, I can get to heaven without going to church. I would just ask you, if you want to be a part of the body of Christ, wouldn't you want to be with the other parts of the body? But I'll leave that there. Uh, but casual Christianity takes Jesus out of our everyday life 
and says, Jesus, I'm gonna put you at the top, but I'm gonna put you in this square at the top. Rather than letting him encompass everything of your life. What that allows us to do is take Jesus out when we want to and put him back when we want to, like he's a pet, not a God. Well, it doesn't matter how I treat other people because honor has not become part of the fabric of my life. It doesn't matter how I talk. It doesn't matter what I say on social media. Listen close. Let me just tell you. Let me pastor you for a moment. Jesus is not your homie. Jesus is the son of the most high God, and he is not casual. We have casualized faith way too much where everything becomes about the lowest common denominator. Everything becomes, the problem with this is that it creates this culture where nobody and nothing deserves honor. Everything is, nobody is special, nobody deserves weight, nobody deserves value, but in the truth, we look at the son of the most high God and we make him more about coffee and lights and screens and if the music sounds good, rather than I'm here to worship the king of kings and the Lord of lords and it doesn't matter how I feel, but I'm here to worship him. Honor is about me showing up when I don't feel like showing up. I honor you today because you showed up on 4th of July. I honor you, those of you that are watching at home and all across the nation. I honor you because you're making church part of your day. I honor you for that. It's part of just showing up and honoring God. See, cancel culture is this opposite, right, where it's dishonor everybody. And if you disagree, I'm going to dishonor you. If your opinion is different than mine, oh, you're one of those, and I'm going to paint you with a broad brush. I refuse to do that. I'm going to honor you. First Peter 2 and 17 says, show proper respect to everyone. Can you say everyone? Everyone. everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers. Fear God. Honor the king. There's a difference in my mind from normal respect and proper respect. Proper respect is most of the time when, when proper respect or honor isn't shown, it's due to a lack of training on somebody's behalf, right? It's because they've never been told. They weren't taught. They weren't taught. I just got, I'm a, I'm, I told Carmen I wasn't going to tell this story, but I'm going to tell it anyways, okay? So y'all are never going to know who I vote for, okay? I just got to tell you that. Y'all are never going to know. But I'm going to teach my family to honor whoever's in government, okay? I want them to honor whoever's in government. I don't care if they're a Democrat, Republican, cheeseburger. I don't care, okay? <laughs> they're going to honor that, okay? So what that means is my son, no matter if it was President Trump or President Biden, my, my son is going to honor that, okay? The other day, I got some mail in the mail, and my wife checked it when my kids checked it, and, and I got a letter, and it was a fundraising letter, okay? They were trying to raise money for a particular politician, okay? It was a particular politician, and my, my well, I'll just say it was, Dr., it was Dr. Jill Biden, okay? So she, she sends me this, you know, this fundraising letter, okay? And whether you agree with the politics or not, I don't care. It's not, but my son walks in and says, Daddy, you got a letter from, from the wife of the president. You know the wife of the president? My son thought I was the coolest person in the world. Because, why? It wasn't about me. It was about he honored that person, right? We have got, got what if we get back to honor? I don't care if we agree or not. What if we get back to honor? Rather than spewing hate on social media, rather than spewing hate, I don't care if you agree or disagree or, or whatever. What if we get back to honor, church? Proper respect. Honor can change your life. 
Honor can change it. Today, I wanna call us back to honor. You've gotta internalize this so you can become who God wants you to be. Not because you're gonna go to hell if you don't, but because it will literally change your life if you will develop this habit. It will change your perspective. One thing that I've found about people who lack honor, they have a glass ceiling. There's a glass ceiling. They just kind of, there's invisible walls. They bump against it. There's closed doors. They, as hard as they work and they try everything they can, they just kind of bump up against it. And they're like, man, never, I just never can figure out why I can't get ahead. They lack opportunity. They don't have any deep relationships in their lives. They're transient in their jobs and their relationships and in their homes. They're dangerous and they're toxic. They ask, why, why can't I ever get ahead? I wish I had the opportunities that you had. Why didn't I get picked for that? People that don't have honor in their lives, every relationship is like their new best friend. Why? Because soon they discover they can't live for anything but themselves, so, so that relationship will separate from them. So relationships become a mile wide, but an inch deep. How do you get deeper in relationships? It's all about honor. If you look at your relationships and you think, well, I can't, I find deeper relationships. You might need to establish some honor inside of those relationships. Honor will create depth. Honor creates depth. Well, I, well Pastor Michael, I just can't help the circumstances of life. And it just well, you become transient, you change jobs all the time, you change relationships. There's always a problem with the boss. Well, the boss just never likes me. You've had 47 bosses and none of them liked you. It's the coworkers. They're just always mean. They're just always mean. I, I don't want to. People of dishonor are dangerous people. They're dangerous. I'll, it's crazy to me. Two people will sit next to each other in church. One will succeed. One will have healing, will have fulfillment, will have hope, will find favor in life. But the other, with the same opportunity, sitting in the same church service, having the opportunity to connect to the same life groups, will never have joy, will be living in lack, never able to truly put together their lives. It's like these two brothers that, that have the same DNA, they live in the same house, they have the same parents, one goes super far in life, but the other doesn't. The same house, the same parents, why? There's something missing or something added to. So I, I went, uh, when I was growing up, I went to public school. Any of my public school people? Now, I know about half of y'all don't understand that. Y'all like homeschool and you homeschool your kids. That, that's, that's okay. That's all right. That's okay. Uh, I was a heathen and I went to public school and I turned out okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> I'll preach a different series on that. Uh, we might just call it homeschool. Praise God. And so, um, and, and so I'm just, I'm not against homeschool. My kids are homeschooled. That's why I said, okay. All right. So I learned a few things in public school and science was always one of my favorite classes. And the reason for that is the only class that you could set things on fire and you get graded on how well that fire is built. Um, I, I'm not a terrorist, uh, but that, that was, uh, I just, fireworks are cool, okay? I'm just saying, so those of you that wanna do fireworks, you're scientists, that's what you are, you're scientists. And so one thing that I learned was that in the periodic table, um, there are 118 chemical elements, okay? 118 chemical uh, elements. And so gold is in this periodic table, it, it, gold is 79 and mercury is 80. Gold is 79, mercury is 80. They're side by side. One 
One thing is, is different than the other, right? Gold is stable. It's valuable. But there's one difference between gold and mercury that could kill you. There's one proton difference between them. One proton difference. Gold is stable, but with the addition of one proton, it becomes extremely toxic and unstable. One proton difference. You know what that proton is spiritually? It's dishonor. There's one proton difference between a life of gold and a life of mercury. Dishonor will make you toxic in every relationship you have, and it is the number one factor in unstable people. The number one factor in unstable people. You find somebody that can't get ahead. The life is always in chaos. There's no deep, lasting relationships. They're constantly on the move. It's a life of dishonor almost every time. A life of dishonor. You dishonor others. You dishonor authority. You dishonor your spouse. You dishonor your kids. You dishonor your boss. You dishonor leadership. You dishonor a government official. You dishonor spiritual leadership. Honor unlocks God's preferred future for you. Let's turn the corner. We know what dishonor does. It creates chaos where the Lord wants peace in your life, okay? Where the Lord wants peace, dishonor creates chaos. Here's what honor does. Honor unlocks God's preferred future for you. God has a best plan for, for your future. I want you to know that. But you control the steering wheel. God has a best plan for your future, but you control the steering wheel. You know, the prophetess, uh, Carrie Underwood had a song at uh, one time that said that I, there's nothing wrong with prophetess Carrie Underwood, um, but um, praise God. But she had a song called Jesus Take the Wheel. Y'all remember that? Don't start singing. Don't do it. I know y'all know it. Don't start singing. But here's the thing. That song, it may sound good. It's really good in country music. I think it won some awards and stuff. Is it even really country music? I don't know. Uh, but it's not biblical. <laughs> It's not, it's not biblical. See, Jesus gave you the car. Now, he gave you the choice, and you've got to steer it in the direction of honor. He gave you the car. He gave you all of the gifts that you needed. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ gave you the opportunity to have the Holy Spirit in your life. Now it's up to you to lean into him and add honor by driving it in the right direction. You mix that up, and it's a mixture for favor. It's a mixture for favor. Jesus gave you your will and he's not going to take it. And that's why you had the Holy Spirit. He gave you the car. Now drive the car in the right direction. Is this okay on 4th of July, Freedom America Day? Is that all right? Jesus gave you the freedom to honor. Jesus gave you the freedom when you put your hands on the wheel and steer it in the way of honor. It unlocks blessings for you. Let me show it to you in Ephesians 6, verse 2 to 3. It says, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on this earth. I love how Paul here didn't give specifics. He didn't, he didn't give specifics. If you honor, he says things will go well for you. God's preferred future for you is that things will go well for you. That's God's preferred future, that things will go well and you will have a long life. Church, at the end of my life, at my funeral, hopefully a long time from now. First of all, at my funeral, y'all better have good food, all right? 
But at the end of, end of my days at my funeral, when somebody's preaching my funeral and y'all gonna bury me, bless God, and all the things, I want you to say at my funeral things like, I don't know how, but things always just kind of worked out well for him. Things always just kind of worked out well for his family. Things just kind of always worked out well for his kids. I don't know how, but it really worked out well. Why? Because that means I would live a life of honor. You can shortchange God's plan for your life with dishonor, but it's honor that unlocks the life that you've been dreaming of. It's honor that, that unlocks this life that you've been dreaming of. This dishonor can keep you from like, what, what, is, what does dishonor look like? It looks like gossip. You know, T.D. Jakes said once, he said, I ain't never met a rich gossiper. Huh? You ever walk on a, up on a conversation that you knew was about you? Huh? You ever been there? Dishonor looks like constant negative sarcasm, like you're living in an office episode. Huh? Backbiting, passive aggressive talks and, and talk and posts on social media. Well, I don't know who this is for, but you know who that's for. Don't say that. Huh? Using a nickname or slang for somebody in authority. That's why I don't care who the president is, it'll never be Trump or Biden, it'll be President Trump or President Biden because there's honor in my home. Casual instead of respectful, common instead of valued, rushing to the front instead of preferring others. That's what dishonor looks like. But honor starts in your heart and is executed by your mouth. Luke 6 and 45, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Your mouth is the tattletale of your heart. Your mouth can also reverse this and teach your heart. So even if you don't feel like honoring, speak honor and teach your heart honor. You don't have to feel honor. You execute honor and teach it to yourself. You honor those in authority. You honor their position. You honor spiritual and civic authority, the police officers, the mayor, the governor, the pastors and leaders and coaches and teachers and parents and grandparents. Here's why, is that honor acknowledges that all authority comes from God. All authority. God put me in this classroom. God put me at this job. God put me here. So I'm gonna serve God by honoring the people that are over me. I'm gonna honor them. I gotta hurry, I gotta hurry. Not just in authority, but learn to honor everyone, everyone. Guys, we're living in a social media age where people are living in their underwear, sitting in, like, living, just sitting in their underwear on social media. It's just like spewing junk. And people take it as gospel. And it's just some of the most nasty, hateful, dishonoring stuff. And people think it's okay. You know, Bishop Mike Tyson said it recently. He said, he shared this wisdom. He said, Social media has made people way too comfortable with disrespecting folks and not getting punched in the mouth for it. You know what I'm talking about? Huh? Am I speaking the truth? Just because you can say it doesn't mean you should say it, okay? I should speak honor. Think before you speak. Philippians 2, verse 3 through 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but to the interest of others. Now I'm going to start preaching. All right. 
I got three points for you. You you ready? You ready? I need you to write. You're going to take notes. I need you to write quick, okay? Leaders are learners. World changers are note takers, okay? So I I, I just get it right here, okay? Number one, every person that you meet is made in the image of God. Every person you meet is made in the image of God. Therefore, you should honor them like they're the image of God. How do you treat people that God has placed in your life? The waiter. The waitress, the girl at the cash register, the guy at the gym that's on the Smith machine too long. That's you. You're watching online right now. The Lord told me to tell you. Your neighbor that you don't like that parks in front of your house. People that you don't know. They may not be right, church. I'm not saying they're right, but they deserve honor. They deserve value. Well, I can't respect their, what they did. They're, they're not honorable. I really know them. I know what they did. I know what they said. Here's the thing. Write this down. Honor is a decision I make, not a privilege they earn. Honor is a decision I make, not a privilege you earn. They earn your trust, but they deserve your honor. Honor says more about my character than theirs. It's more about mine than their honor has to do with a foundational character. My foundational character that comes from God. Respect all that who about who they are. Honor is about who you are and who God is in your life. If you honor God, you should honor his people. Church, let me challenge you. Be the one that is known for shutting down conversations, aiming to tear other people's down, other people down. Be the one known. Oh, we got we to close it up. We can't talk like that. They're, come, they're, they're, they're the one. You're the dishonor killers. Number two, be a servant of all. Be a servant of all. That's why I'm just going to be honest with you. When we have an event here at the church, whether it's a dream team uh, rally or whatever it is, if there's tables and we're serving, I want to walk around to every table and I'm going to be like, hey, how are you doing? Uh, can I get you anything? You need some water? You need something? I, bro, I could work at Chick-fil-A. Y'all sign me up. Sign me up. I could do it. I, I, I'm going to walk around to every table. Why? Because I, I feel like that's what God has called me to. And I want to example this for every one of us. Okay? I'm here to serve you. I'm here to honor you. I'm here to help you. I'm here, not here to preach a message. This is like 2% of what I do. The rest of my life, I'm here to serve you because I serve God and he sent me here to serve you. Amen? Amen. Romans 12 and 10. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Preferring one another. What that means is sacrificing for one another. Giving up a spot for one another. Let somebody else go in line first. Let somebody else go, hey, I know they cut you off, but you ain't got to get up beside him and stare him down. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay? Honor, honor, honor. And the third thing is this. Honor activates God's miraculous power. If there's anything I could wish for your life, it's that God's miraculous power could work in your life. If you talk to every person that the Lord keeps blessing, there's some sort of honor attached to it. Even people that are far from God honor people. I believe that even people that are far from God, when they honor other people, God unlocks doors of favor and blessing. It's truth. It doesn't say those that honor people, that uh, those that honor everybody around and follow God will see. No, it says honor and the doors will be unlocked.
honoring God, honoring people. The Lord blesses honor. So how do we start with this? We start this on 4th of July by honoring God. We add weight to something that we've treated as common or ordinary. Psalm 29 and two, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The word ascribe there is very important for you to get. It's the Hebrew word for weight. What he's saying there, he's saying literally make the glory of the Lord heavy in your life. Honor God. Make it the most foremost thing that you want to do with your heart every day. How do you honor God? How do we honor God in the middle of a 4th of July holiday? How do we honor God? Number one, with our body with our body, with our possessions. Proverbs 3 and 9 says, honor God with your wealth, the first fruits of all you have, that's tithing. If you have, if you do this and your barns will be full, honor the Lord with your finances. You honor the Lord with your time. How much time are you spending with the Lord? How much time are you allowing truly the Lord to speak into your heart? Listen, this world brings trouble this world brings chaos this world brings stuff but let me encourage you there is nobody in this world that can heal your heart but Jesus there is nobody that can heal your wounds you know there's an old song that says no one can touch you like Jesus can God I love him old songs no one can heal your wounds with nail-scarred hands. Jesus is the only one that can heal you. We honor God with our energy, with our habits. Stand with me as I close today. Let me tell you a story. Jesus was going from his adopted hometown to his real hometown. He was on a journey. He makes this trip and I love, I love how the first place that Jesus went on vacation was the church. Um, but in Matthew chapter 13, says this, when Jesus had finished these parables, he was teaching, he moved on from there, continuing to his hometown. He was on a trip. He began teaching and the people in their synagogue, they were amazed. They were amazed. Where did this man get these, this wisdom and this, these miraculous powers? Where did Jesus get all of this? There was some honor attached to that question. But at some point, something flipped to dishonor. And it says, they asked, isn't this the carpenter's son? You know, we know from biblical histories that Joseph wasn't there at the crucifixion. And so we can find early that, that Joseph probably died early in Jesus's life. And so Joseph was not here. And so I can just kind of hear the talk. Oh, isn't the, oh, I know that kid. Oh, that's that widow's kid. Oh, that's that kid. His dad was a carpenter. He nobody. Like, did you know what his brother did? Oh, Mary, she said, she said that the Holy Spirit. Okay, all right. Isn't that that carpenter's son? He ain't nobody. Why are we listening to him? 
Isn't his mother's name Mary? Aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Didn't they leave the family to come be with us? Some of you have walked in here and your family is disheveled and you felt like you can't receive anything from God. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You feel like you can't receive anything from God because your family is not whole and put together. Let me just tell you, God honors in those situations. He will put your family back together. Aren't all of his sisters with us? Where did this man get all these things? He don't have no proper home training. He didn't go through our synagogues. He didn't go through our teaching. We didn't develop him. They took offense at him, the word says. But Jesus said to them, don't miss this, only in his hometown and in his, his own house is a prophet without honor. This last statement is where I wanna lock in. And he did not do many miracles because their lack of faith. That word faith, translate it back it's actually the same exact word that is used in the previous sentence without honor he did not do many miracles because their lack of honor of honor special emphasis without honor guys this speaks to the culture in 2021 Nazareth missed out on the miracles because of their lack of honor and their lack of faith honor unlocks the supernatural power of God when we honor the people we look to the people next to us and we honor people around us we we see miraculous power come through us how do we see that power it's through the power of honor the power of honor I want you to get this right now we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna go Sunday school on you okay can we do that can we go very elementary to close this service out okay I want you everybody hands up in the air hands up as high as you can get them I want you to say honor up that means we're gonna honor God we're gonna honor those in authority we're gonna honor our bosses we're gonna honor our teachers we're gonna honor our parents we're gonna honor the people that we disagree with we're gonna honor the people that are wrong why? Not because they're right, but because God called us to do it. Honor up. And I want you to put your hands down. Go honor down. I want you to, be, I know some of you, I like to, it's elementary, but you're going to remember it. I promise you. Honor down. I want you to honor your kids. I want you to honor the people that are, that are under in your workflow at work. Honor the people that you're teaching. Honor the people that you supervise. Honor the people that you're over, that God has placed you over. Honor them. And then this one right here is gonna require a little bit of room, okay? So, I mean, y'all may need a little shouting room, okay? All right? All around. Do it, just do it all around. Don't elbow somebody in the face right now. You're gonna say, all right, honor all around. Honor all around. Here's the thing. Look around. I want you to look around, make eye contact with somebody around you. You're looking at somebody right now that deserves honor. Why? Because they're made in the image of God. They're made in the image of God. And here's the thing, I want you to get I want you to get it. I want you to get it. This is good. 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 When you begin to honor, you unlock the miraculous in your life. Some of you have been praying for things for years and you're saying, God, why won't it come? I'm telling you, some of you, if you will just open up the book of honor and just unleash it on people, 
if you will decide that you're gonna be the most, you're gonna be the person that when they walk into the room is gonna be the most full of honor. I'm gonna walk into the room and I'm gonna honor everybody I can find. There is no better shirt than what Ryan Craiglow is wearing right now. That is the best shirt. That is a good looking man right there. Now he's a little embarrassed, but he's a little happy about it. He's a little happy about it. It's honor. It's honor. It unlocks the miraculous. There's no better mustache than that Andrew right there. That is a beautiful man right there too. That is, that is a man stash right there. there there is, hey, listen, listen. Some of you have been waiting for the miraculous to be unlocked in your life and it's hidden behind the door of honor. If you will just begin to honor God and honor everybody around you, I'm telling you that you'll see the miraculous. So I wanna exercise this right now as we close this service. We don't have another service afterwards, so I got about three hours here where I can work with, okay? So y'all just, I, I, the, the restaurants will be open later, but I'm just kidding, it's a joke. This is your first time, it's just a joke. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to lift your hands across this room and I want you to close your eyes. And we're gonna to begin to honor God.